Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right. A relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back one more again. We are back one more again. Coming to you live. From the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you cracking up? Coming to you live from the house. Uh-huh. We are. We're yeah. here. All right. We're here. Yep. So we got another episode. Um, yep. Or post Thanksgiving. Yeah, post Thanksgiving. Our our very first all vegan Thanksgiving. Yep. Yes. It was good. It was. It I was have no good. complaints. Yeah. All, we had a bunch of sides and then tofurkey. 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 Which so surprisingly, it, it tasted like me. a lot of turkeys I've actually <laughs> eaten. Not all the turkeys. It tricked me. But some of the turkeys I've eaten. It was not what I was expecting. Yeah. And I was just kind of like surprised. I was like, oh. <laughs> This could actually be an enjoyable Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. So it was. was. We did get it, yeah. Yep. And you made a sweet potato pie. I did make a, a sweet potato pie. A vegan sweet potato pie. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. It was really good. I'm glad about that. It surprised me. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but you know, it was kind of weird though, because I had expectations. That it would be bad. That it, well, I had expectations based off of sweet potato pies that I had previously eaten. That's true. And I thought like I would be missing all of the like butter and all of that other stuff, but I didn't. It was actually no? good. No, you did a good job. I'm really happy about that because yeah. I had a really robust conversation with the one of the grocers who was stocking the sweet potatoes as I was buying the sweet potatoes oh, and he goodness. challenged me. Oh boy. Do you really want your first sweet potato pie to be with real sweet potatoes and vegan. <laughs> we had a really long conversation about it. What he wanted you to do, get the sweet potatoes in the can? Yeah, he was like, just go get the stuff in the can. And I'm like, no. Nah, you did it right. You did it good. It was really <laughs> good. good. I can I'm tell glad. you that. And the crust was... Excellent. Yes. That's good. Yes, so... That makes me feel better. Yeah, so... Good. We're not going to sit here and talk to y'all about what we have for Thanksgiving, even though we enjoyed ourselves. We did. Um, As I'm sure you all did. Yeah. The episode tonight, I guess I'll just go ahead and jump in um, for time's sake, because I want to get through as many of these questions. We have a lot to get there. As we can. And we even picked out some of these questions. So Mm -hmm. um, this episode is basically, um, I guess, the responses to some of the feedback that 
we got from the code switch episodes. Um, we, yeah. we released two episodes, code switch, real talk, um, part one and part two, um, which was basically an extended, um, episode, but we cut it in two for the sake of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got so much feedback. I yeah. mean, so much, a lot of feedback. And, I didn't get as much as you did. Yeah. And it was kind of shocking some, yeah. because I was like, people usually don't like, you know, have conversation with me like that over yeah. social media and in emails and stuff. I don't remember if we talked about this on one of the episodes since right um, on here. But the interesting thing was that nobody like when we shared stuff out via social media or whatever, people did not want to comment publicly. No, but they would send me messages send you messages. I got text messages i got right. messages in the inbox right people emailed me people stopped me and talked to me yeah. at work and most of it was like support yes and they just but they didn't want to like publicly support you, right which i thought was very interesting and probably indicative of just you know the culture that we're in yeah definitely um, but, you know, obviously I'm not going to call anyone out by name. And what no. I did was we went through all of the feedback, all of the questions mm-hmm. and kind of pulled out some of the common themes or some of the questions that were asked most often, but in different ways and, and tried to consolidate it all into like a group of, of responses, of questions. Look at you being a qualitative researcher. You know, I had to do something about it because it was it was overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I felt like I was like the voice and, and yeah. you know, for a lot of people and, and um they were very supportive. So yeah. um the answers that I give to these responses or questions are, you know, my answers, they're my truth. Mm-hmm. Um they're coming from me. Um, and then some of the feedback and comments um, that I'll share did also come from some other people in the answers or responses that I yeah. give as well. Um, so I'll be sure to to kind of let you know which is which. And I tried to put it together. Down, yeah. I know I tried to put it together um, so that I can make sure that I wasn't misrepresenting yeah. anyone that does listen to us and maybe listening back. And then also what we're putting out. I wanted to make sure I wasn't misrepresenting what some people shared with me. And then I also wanted to make sure that I was defining what was Daryl's words versus mm-hmm. feedback that I received. Um, so, yeah, um, we pulled out the questions and the, um, I guess, responses that were similar. And we came up with a couple. I don't know. It's about like, what, 10 of them? Something, yeah, something like, that. like that. And we'll just talk through them and I'll share um, my answer and responses to some because some of them were directed. <laughs> Most of them were directed. <laughs> were straight towards, you, towards yeah. me. And then some of them were, you know, people asking. So if you're just now getting into the episode and you're like, what are you even talking about? Go back a couple and listen to both Code Switch episodes. Yeah, episode. Um, I don't even know what they are. We'll drop them in the show notes. We'll drop them in the show And they were only a few episodes ago. Yeah, so definitely. So we have a bunch of questions. Um, and there was one thing that you said, though, that I just wanted to ask you. Uh-oh. I know. But I, I want to ask you because I want to know, because I, I can't know this. So you said that you were, people indicated that you were kind of the voice. Right. Um, how did, well, first of all, for people who maybe don't know what that means, kind of what does that mean for you? And then how did that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of ways. So for the people that 
don't know what I meant when I said the voice, meaning that they feel the same way of they had some of the similar experiences that I've had or they um, agree with what I said and just don't feel like they're in a place or position to where they can express it <laughs> the way that I did. Um, and the fact that I put it out there, like out there, out there, podcast videos and everything. Um, that's what I mean by the voice. Um, and to answer the second part of your question, how did that make me feel? Um, you know, I feel like that's, associated with and a part of like my calling just in general mm. um so mm-hmm. i felt good and, and i felt like you know i was glad that i was able to um help people or or be a voice for them mm-hmm. and, and kind of share information and i think that one of the reasons why i think that um i was able to do it and i was comfortable in doing it is because I think my reputation and who I am and the way that I am and the way that I come across, like anyone listening know that I'm not, you know, a degrading person and I'm not disrespectful or anything like that. So I felt like the people who were listening probably was like, Oh, that's Daryl. Like, let's listen. Mm -hmm. Let's hear what he has to say because we know it's coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of respect. It's coming from a place of inform informing us. So, yeah. Yep, that's that's okay. How I felt about it. So that kind of moves us into a question that somebody had for you and or for both of us, I guess, but more for yeah. you. <laughs> um, and it was, are you not afraid of becoming a target for speaking out like this publicly while you're still working at FSU? A couple of people asked me this question. <laughs> or or they didn't ask me in that way like people did not ask me this question yeah, so they and we consolidated the different yeah. responses or questions of the way that people have. some people was like you crazy man what you doing mm-hmm. or or they'd be like so has somebody come talk to you yet mm-hmm. you know like it was like those okay i lied i did yeah. get one of those <laughs> i did get one of those yeah um, and to answer the question uh, and, and that was a specific question um to answer the question mm-hmm you know, am I not afraid? No, I'm not afraid. If I was afraid or would have been afraid, I would not have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's always risky to openly express yourself about a subject like this. Right. Anytime you're talking about uh, diversity or inclusion or race or um, disparities mm-hmm. or injustice, like mm-hmm. any of those that you openly talk about, you're always putting yourself at risk because you're going to always have people on both sides and you just never know who's going to be on what side any given day, depending on when they get the message, how they receive the message and what they're feeling like on the day that they do hear it. So, yeah. um, Nope. I wasn't afraid. Nope. I'm not afraid Um, that I feel like at FSU, you know, there are a lot of people that support me, support us. Yeah. Um, and I know that if it came down to it, I could go and talk to some people and I feel like they'll support me and they'll have my back. Um, and I think that they'll be open to listening. So, well, and a lot of what you're saying is, well, first of all, none of it is untrue. And a lot of what you're saying is kind of like we said before the voice you're representing what a lot of people maybe feel or feel like. Right. And I don't think that anybody can dispute that nope 
And so I think that's powerful that you have that. Yeah. And, and it's that, my truth. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's your lived experience. My lived experience. It's, yeah. It's an everyday lived experience. Yep. And it may be your lived experience, but there's so many people that share that lived experience that I think it's necessary to talk about. And it's necessary to talk about for people who do not share your lived experience. Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of the things that we talked about, you and I have talked about for years and right. still even took me by surprise. So um, I think it's important. I think it's important to talk about it often. So I'm... Um, I got a little bit of the same question in a different way. Like yeah. somebody asked me, like, has anybody talked to you about it? And I'm like, no, why would yeah, they? Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, otherwise, I'm proud of you for being brave and sharing your story and your experiences. Yeah. Um, another, another question that is a little bit more consolidated was, what do you think can be done to change the stigma of, and I'm guessing that was kind of the all-encompassing stigma of we talked about in code switching, the fact that right. because you have a different skin color and there's been, you know, especially if you are black or African-American, there has been oppression related to that marginalization. Um, right. And so I'm guessing that's what is meant by how do we change that stigma? Yeah, um, that was a question. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these questions I feel like, you know, and I'm glad that because I initiated that conversation, people opened up to ask me these questions. But I wish they would ask like some people, other people <laughs> that I talk to on a regular basis that I'm like can give you ways. Yeah. Um, because when I answer this, I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm speaking for me. I right. can tell you from my perspective. Um, but there are some people that I would love for you to just openly ask this question to. Um, right. If you ever feel comfortable or if you want me to set it up, definitely let me know because I have some people. I mean, I'll be a part of the conversation as well because I, you know, I have my input as well. But there are some other people that um, I feel like can really give some insight and give some tangible um, things for, you know, you to consider. Yeah. Um, but for me. Um, answering it for me, I think being open to having the conversation. So if you are curious or you want to know more after mm-hmm. listening, like being open to having a conversation, um, I think that, you know, being open is the key because there are a lot of people who say, oh, no, I want to know more. Tell me more. And they put it out there like they're open to the conversation. But as soon as you start, like they either just go and it shuts down or it never really goes anywhere. So right. like, like they to, don't know how to have a conversation. No. So be open to be open yeah. to learn, be open to listen. You don't have to have a response for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also know that when you are listening, um, it is based on the other person's truth or lived experience. So you can't discredit them for that. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't be like, oh, well, not everybody or not me or like that's their lived experience. You listen, you take it in. Um, And I think that is the first step to to being able to address the stigma. It's going to take a lot more than that and a lot more time than just sitting and listening to the conversation. But I do think that's the first step or that's a good initial step. Yeah. So. Good, definitely. Um, this one I thought was interesting. 
how can allies better help so that you don't always feel the way that you feel? <laughs> when I saw this question and and the person that sent it, I was just like, oh, like, like you, you know, you one of my peoples. And I get why you're asking this question. Um, and once again, like I said, I'm speaking for for Daryl um, and, and I'm pretty sure other people will agree um, and also have something to add. But I think that recognize if you are a true ally, n- not just when it makes you look good or not just when things are heightened, but you're an ally at all times in all situations and circumstances that you're presented with. Um, I think that's one people use that term. I feel like they I'm an ally only when it's, you know, like you get a little bit of attention for it or only during heightened, you know, times Mm. Um, or I'm an ally for you, you know, behind closed doors. But when something goes down, they don't have your back. Yeah. You know, so I feel like a lot of people use that term and they're not really allies or either they were forced in certain situations to go to an ally training or something like that. And that makes them an ally. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, come on, be for real. Like, so um, I think that's why I think standing in the gap. Yeah, that's if you're in a space with me, definitely. And you see something about to go down and you know that you have privilege in that space. Stand in the gap um, with me and, and don't leave me out to dry. Um, I think that's one. Also, if you see if you if I'm not there or, you know, a person who's been discriminated against or being talked about is not there. Or misrepresented that you also stand in the gap, not only mm-hmm. when, you know, I'm present or people are present, but when they're not present. I think that's a good way to show that you're an ally. Um, and then I think that um, the main thing to do is to continue in the conversation, to continue to dialogue and to continue to learn and grow and, and build and manifest those relationships that you have um, because you'll learn a lot more ways to um, serve as an ally. Yeah, I agree. And I think along with that, with building relationships, the thing that I've learned the most is just to listen and Mm -hmm. to be present and just to listen to understand and not necessarily to listen to respond. Um, I don't think that there's a way <laughs> that anybody who's an ally can have like a explanation or like a um, solution. Like yeah. it just <laughs> like it, it takes everybody together and it's not going to be just like, well, if I'm and and I, th- and let me back up a little bit by saying that, you know, people should think like, well, am I part of the problem? Right. And if so, do some internal individual work. Yes. So that you become less part of the problem. But the reality is like one person is not going to change the entirety of America and the right just relation like race relations in America. And so um, I think it would be foolish to for one person to be like, well, let me try to change this right away. And instead, the best thing you can do is listen, try to understand, and then start by trying to change yourself. And if you can change the things inside yourself and get yourself to a point where you're saying, okay, that was a biased thought, how can I redirect it? Then you can start making differences by reaching outside of yourself. But right. Um, that's something I've learned just from being with you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Yes. 
Um, another one that I think is just more of like a defensive response. <laughs> I I had to put this one in here. Um, I, I, I laughed when I got this and it was from um, somebody that I don't really know that well. Okay, that's because, good. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Him that I feel like well. the people who know you well, us well, would probably. What? I yeah. hope would not say this. But people may feel this way. They might feel this, and way. that's why I wanted to include this. But it was from sure. someone that just kind of follows us, like yeah. from the shadows. Yeah. Um, and I, and it could have been a troll, and they could have been trolling me. Um, but it, it's all good. I definitely think that some people may feel this way, and I just wanted to speak on it and address it. Right. Um, in a very ju- respectful manner. So Yeah. And the statement is, we are not all this way. <laughs> okay. So if you have to say that, then you're probably that way. <laughs> That's like saying, I have black friends. <laughs> Three of them. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, so if, if you have to say that, then there might be a little guilt, like tugging at your heart. Um, mm-hmm. But... I think that if you're not like that, some of the things that we've shared earlier about being an ally and standing in the gap and just, mm-hmm. you know, engaging in the conversation um, and speaking up, I think is a way to show because it's yeah. easy to say that, you know, I'm not like that. And I've had someone not in those exact words, but say that. And then I made them eat their words because they were standing up for me but then when their privilege was put in jeopardy they came to me and told me i needed to tone it down (gasps) tell me how crazy that is we're we're not all like that i got your back daryl i don't want you to worry about anything i support you i know you feel this way but as soon as his i'm not gonna say who it is but as soon as his privilege was put in jeopardy meaning that somebody called him out on it and he needed to save face with them he came to me and said hey i did everything that i could i think you really need to tone it down a little bit i said what you want me to do tone my skin color down a little bit like (laughs) i don't know what you mean by tone it down so that's what i mean by you know they say we're not all like that or if somebody says i'm not like that chances are you probably you probably are um but if you are you can always change i say i'm here to talk to you if you really feel like you're not like that and you feel like you were attacked, I definitely will engage in conversation with you um, and, and hopefully help you kind of sift through some of those feelings and some of those emotions that you have. And it just might be a, a wake up call or a self-assessment for you. So but I, I definitely had to put that in there. Right. And, <laughs> you know, good man, because it's not on you to change the perception right of people i mean that's not your job as like a black no. man that's not your job to, is to change people's perceptions of black men right yeah like that's inherent personal biases that yeah. need to be dealt with at a personal level and it i mean there are there are good people like you doing the work and so if this is your calling good on you but i just wish people would understand that you can say, again, this phrase is just, I mean, we are not all this way. Yeah, like, we're not all this way. I'm like. That to me is a defensive, like you, bam, you shut down already. You've yeah. already shut. If that's your immediate thought. Yeah. You've already shut down. And the fact that you took time to send that to me in a message. <laughs> yeah. But it's all good, though. Hey, if you're not like that, I'm glad. Just continue to show me. 
And if you happen to think that you're not like that and you happen to be white, I have a really, really good podcast series for you to listen to called Seeing White. Um, and I'm going to put it in the show notes below. Yeah. I think it's like a 14 part series, but it's really good and it's very eye opening and everybody and their dog should listen to it. (laughs) Anyway, um, the next question. Oh, this is a good one, especially for a large scale organization. Yeah. How can we better support others that feel this way? If, if I'm at an administrative level, how yeah. can I better support people? Yeah, somebody definitely asked me that question. And I was like, wow. And the person that asked me that question, I was like, wow, like, like, thank you. <laughs> because yeah. I was like, you want to know. And all I can do is tell you what I would look for, what I would hope for. And I think that there are a lot of people that would agree with me. Um, but I would say that. I would encourage you to be bold enough to actually ask it out mm. and, and be open to the responses that you may get. And also know that people may share some of the same feelings that I have expressed as well. So that would that would be the first thing that I would say. But I wrote down a couple of things. I mean, I had to write them down because I didn't want to leave any of them out. But I think um, being genuine is very important. Um, one of the things for me is is I'm very good at kind of picking up. Um, when people are genuine or not, my, my, we talk about it all the time. And my emotional intelligence is, is ridiculously high. Um, and that's not me boasting or bragging, but if it's not a genuine, um, engagement or, or you're not genuine about who you are with me, like I can pick that up pretty quickly. Um, so I would say just be genuine. Um, I would say go in with the intent to listen um, and, and listen to understand, not to respond. I think that's very important. Um, and, and then don't let it just stop there after that one conversation. Like you initiate the conversation, you listen, like check in, mm-hmm. you know, um, make sure that um, you're continuing to learn as much as you can, listening as much as you can, gather as much information as you can. But just checking in as a sign of support. Um, I think that that's the very next one that I had provide support. So when you see something happen or, you know, something happens, um, Mm -hmm. respond, be supportive. And the reason why I said the check-in, I'm going to jump off of going down my list real quick and talk about the check-in part. When I say check-in and being genuine with that, like don't only check-in with things happen. Like I feel like that happens a lot. Um, you know, when something happens or if something's in the news or if there's some a movement or something's going on, then people all of a sudden check in. Yeah. But don't wait for something to happen. Just go and check in and see how people are doing and see how they're feeling and, and you know, be open to listening to what they have to say back to you. So I, I definitely want to get off my list and, and make sure I express that. Don't don't wait for something to happen or go down before you go check in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. um you have to stop creating like all of these programs. <laughs> I'm so glad you put this in here. It's like the full sentence is stop creating all of these programs and start creating process. process. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't think that people get that. They're like, we'll just fix it. We'll create a program. We'll, yeah. We'll create an initiative. We'll create a campaign. No. Nobody don't want to go Change to another program. The process. Yeah. Nobody don't want to go to another program. Nobody Change don't. the policies. <laughs> yeah. And that's Change, how. Change. Yes. Thank From you. the administrative level, that's how. 
We yes. don't need to go to no another training. We don't need to go no. to no another program. We no. don't need another initiative. No. Um, you know, start focusing on the process. And yep. and um, one of the ways that I think you can do that is be open to honest feedback and try to encourage and help people understand that they won't be um, targeted if they answer honestly, if they respond honestly. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's tough. And I think especially I'll go out on a limb and say where we work at. Like, I know I feel it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang it. I can't answer or say this the way that I want to. Because if you become one of those people, you become one of those people. And next thing you know, one way or the other, because you want to leave or because they want you to leave, you're going to leave. <laughs> so it's kind of tough, um, you, you know, to navigate because you do have to understand a place of work. And you have to understand policies that are in place. But. Uh, we don't need no more programs. We don't need no more initiatives. We need change. Real change. We need process. Policy. Policy. So um, that's what I would tell the administrators. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, this is a good one. What is the best way to embrace diversity without seeming like an imposter? Um, I wrote down an answer and um, I'm going to answer it from the heart i know what i wrote down but like everybody uses the word diversity and and i even use it sometimes too but i i guess to bring it into full context like diversity is like it's a fact yeah like anybody can add somebody or change something to make it diverse yeah but inclusivity is a choice so you have to move beyond the diversity and into the inclusivity. And I think that that's a way to do that. Ooh, I think that's good. Yeah, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, we're working on our diversity and inclusion. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Like diversity is a fact that's easy to do. Like you can just add a couple of people, make some shifts, move some things around and honestly report diversity. But inclusivity, like that's a choice. You have to mm-hmm. choose to be inclusive and to express that inclusivity. So um, that's kind of also, how I mean, just from my vantage point, I think that you want to kind of like I said before, like educate yourself. And I've shared the story in episodes before, I think our interracial relationship series Um, about the fact that I went to a very small town school and our history books told us some things about American history and left out a lot of things about American history. Um, And I really like, I, I can't even believe that I'm saying this again, but I've already said it before. So I, when I moved to the South, I basically thought like racism wasn't a thing anymore. Like I just thought it didn't even exist. And then I realized like I didn't even grow up in a town that had any diversity in it at all. And so I think the first thing I would do is just educate yourself. If you really want to be a champion for diversity and inclusion, like go back, go back and learn more about history, about the things that happened, about just everything. Learn about what it means if you are in the minor or majority, learn about what it means to be white, learn everything you can, and then listen. Because everybody's going to have different learned and lived experiences. 
And so just make sure that you're listening without getting defensive, without the intent to solve the problem right away or, you know, provide solutions. Just listen to people. Yeah, that's one of the things that I had to talk to her about because she's passionate about this one because mm-hmm. she's with me. And I, I told her, I was like, you got to be careful how you're expressing that because I don't want people to perceive your passion about this as you trying to save a black man or save another black person. And right. I was telling her that I was like, so just listen. I know there's so much that you know needs to happen or that you want to be involved in to make the changes or the process, put the processes in place. I was like, but you got to like, remember at the same time, I can't buy you no pass. Right. Just like vice versa. <laughs> she right. can't buy me no pass. Right. So um, definitely listen and learn as much as you can. Have the conversation and stop creating all these programs. And <laughs> yeah, stop creating the programs. And, and let's actually. Focus on the policies yeah, and the Yeah, let's put some presence. Yeah. Um, I had something else that I looked down. Is okay. recognize your unconscious biases. Oh, yeah. I think that's very important because a lot of people have them and. and Sometimes they don't really recognize them more or um, pay that much attention to them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another one. Yes. Um, this is the last one. Okay. And I think it's funny because we talk about this <laughs> sometimes. Um, so this person said, I'm usually just being myself. And I don't think that it's wrong for me to listen to hip hop and engage culturally with others. So that was another kind of defensive response. It was. And yes, it was. And and I get it. And I understand because there are some people who, you know, grew up in neighborhoods and in areas where they were, you know, around people, Mm -hmm. you know, had the different cultures, listen to the different music. So it's a part of them. It is. And I get it. Um, but the person who responded to this, I, I I looked at him and I was just like, if you don't go sit down somewhere like, but anyways, um, I'm glad, I'm glad that you asked me this question or you phrased this statement like the way that you did. I think that one of my suggestions, and this is just Daryl talking, like, just make sure you're not out here doing too much in the streets. Like. I yeah. get it. You listen to rap music. I get it. You watch BT. I get it. You got black friends. I get it. You know what's going on. But just be aware of how much you're doing. And sometimes it's just too much. And sometimes you need to just go sit down somewhere. Um, and, and I understand you want to be accepted and you want to fit in. And, and when you're around certain people, you want to feel like you're a part of of the culture. But at the same time, just don't do too much. Like, if you know the lyrics, like go ahead and say it a few times and then sit down somewhere. This is what really gets me. I'm going to go off on a tangent because it's the last one and I'm looking at the time and I think we're good right now. But this is what gets me like people who listen to rap music. Right. And and they listen to I don't know. They might not listen to the radio versions. And, and you know, I hear a little bit and the students definitely keep me up to date on, on the rap music and stuff because I don't really listen to it like that anymore. And even some of the old school rap that I do know and that I listen to, like, like it'll come on or something, some biggie will come on and they'll be like, oh, yeah. And they'll start singing it. Right. And then it'll get to like an N word in there and then they'll <laughs> pause and they'll kind of look down and then you can see them look at you at the corner of their eye. And I'm staring at them like, go ahead, 
<laughs> let, let me see you sing the rest of these lyrics and then they'll be like oh you know that biggie that's tight yeah 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 you know i'm like uh-huh so you know it's a, doing too much you know what i mean <sighs> or, or or quoting you know tupac just because you know tupac in the middle of a conversation i'm like <laughs> come on that's too much like would you quote tupac if you was up talking to the administrators that we just answered the question about you know what i mean but um yeah just don't do too much but i just i had that because they be happening sometimes that's funny you ain't gotta do it to seem cool fit in be yourself and you'll fit in just as you are um where you're supposed to yeah that's right so um yeah that's funny here's another one too like don't use your cultural trivia in like random conversations and stuff like because you know something about black people or you know something about culture or brown people or whatever you know what i mean and you just be in the middle of conversation and because you know it or you heard it on npr or something like that you like throw it out there i'm like oh you up on your culture trivia aren't you like you got it like i get it thumbs up for you don't be just dropping that randomly just in conversations and oh stuff oh my goodness i i'm not saying anything that I have not experienced and that I don't experience on a regular basis. No, I'm not going to do that. I was about to say, what if I just start calling people out on no. it? Just in the middle of a conversation being like, that's cool. Why are you quoting Tupac? I mean, I guess it's a, <laughs> that's your prerogative. No, I'm not going to do that because, you know, I'm a respectful person and I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable, but they really, th- here's the thing. When y'all act like that and y'all do that, when we leave for Ryan, y'all, we talk about y'all to our friends. Real talk. He's not talking about me. Real talk. <laughs> when we leave you and you acting crazy like that and you doing too much, when we go around our friends, we talk about you. You know what, man? This girl at work or this guy at work, I'm sitting up here talking and he dropped a biggie quote in the middle of our conversation. And I don't even know why. <laughs> These crazy people. What in the world are they thinking? Why Why would you even do that? I don't know. You know what? The other day we was listening. We was riding out and some Jay-Z was on and he almost said it. He almost said it. He knew all the lyrics and got to it and, and he just stopped himself and put his head down. He almost said it, though. I bet when he with his friends, I bet he'd be saying it. I'm dying. I bet he'd be saying it when he'd be driving in his car by himself. I bet he'd be saying it. <laughs> all right <laughs> don't do too much just calm it down you don't Try have to do anything extra anything unnecessary i just want to put it out there and yes we talk about you when we get with our other friends but i wondered i bet they do be saying it when they be in their cars by themselves or with their friends I don't know. <laughs> oh man all right that's it I, I there were more questions and there were more comments there and i tried to cons- yeah i tried to consolidate and pick some that i thought these were good i felt like addressing and felt like talking about if and i you- feel like this was this was like the lar- the more people asked more of these questions. yes yes yeah. definitely if you want to talk about it or if not oh well but i'm here <laughs> um i said what i said and i put out what i put out and i own it and i'm not backing he down does. from it and no i'm not afraid of any backlash at fsu and everybody ain't like that i know and if you're not just continue to fight the good fight be supportive listen Mm -hmm. um and and 
I think that we'll keep making progress. Stop all these unnecessary programs and initiatives. Let's focus on the process and stop doing too much. Stop doing too much. That's it. I ain't. I don't really have anything else to say. Go sit down somewhere, Go as Daryl would somewhere. say. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Well, this was good. I'm glad that I had a chance to kind of unload that answer and get that out. Yeah, answer those questions. And these are probably the ones that you don't have to go back and answer all the individuals. Yeah, I think I kind of lumped it yeah. all together. So. Yeah. Not that he won't, because he'll still answer you. I'll but. answer it if you want me to. Yeah. And like I said, I, I definitely want to make sure y'all understood that this is coming from me. I don't know everything. I'm learning still myself. Um, and I'm open to listening and learning more. So this is just Daryl talking based on my experiences, based on how I feel about things. And the way that I say it and what I think a lot of people be thinking it. And they just try to say it more properly or something like that. And I'm just like raw. And I'm like, here, get this, get this. <laughs> so that's it. I don't know why I'm rubbing That's myself. All. I'm standing here. You see me? I'm just like patting myself and rubbing myself. All right. Just enjoying those new packs. <laughs> you know, I've been working hard. Mm-hmm. All right. We can do this off air. Okay. And plus, I want a piece of this uh, sweet potato pie that's left in there. Ooh, me too. All right. Until the next time. All right. Bye. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics, and we also provide closed captioning. And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com, or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.